top story of the week. A 96-year-old woman dies and everyone is shocked. That's it. No other news matters this week because this is News Weekly. Hello, I'm Sami Shah and welcome to News Weekly, where we punch the news in the headlines weekly. Queen Elizabeth does what a lot of other British people will be doing if they keep electing Tory governments again and again. News now. It was a normal day of news. Pakistan was drowning in floods. In Pakistan, the government says floods across the country have now killed more than 1,300 people. Boris Johnson had just stepped down as Prime Minister, thus no longer officially doing the job he had unofficially not been doing since he got it and delivered a gracious farewell speech. The baton will be handed over in what has unexpectedly turned out to be a relay race. They changed the rules halfway through, but... Never mind that now. Australians are being attacked by birds again and again because everything on this continent wants to kill us and frankly I don't blame them. And heads up, it is magpie swooping season. And Sky News is obsessed with black elves. The new version of Lord of the Rings, but it's not a redoing of the movies. Instead, it's a super woke interpretation of something thousands of years earlier. Of course, people are racist if they don't like it. So all was as expected. The world was turning. And then the most unexpected thing happened. A few moments ago, Buckingham Palace announced the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. The palace has just issued uh, this statement. It says the Queen died peacefully at Balmoral this afternoon. The Queen died suddenly, which is something that can happen to a 96-year-old woman who had to meet Boris Johnson on his last day as Prime Minister. In only a couple of hours, I will be in Balmoral to see Her Majesty the Queen. And Liz Truss on her first day as Prime Minister. I have just accepted Her Majesty the Queen's kind invitation to form a new government. That would be too much to handle for anyone. I personally blame her caretakers for allowing her to be exposed to that many Conservative Prime Ministers in such a short period. The human body just can't take it. The Queen's death triggered something called Operation London Bridge, the official protocol for when the Queen dies. Not to be confused with Operation Old MacDonald Had a Farm, which is when the Duke of Edinburgh dies. Operation Hey Diddle Diddle, which is when a prince gets caught sexually assaulting teenage girls. And Operation Baba Black Sheep, which is when another prince has an interracial marriage. Operation London Bridge has been created, revised and kept secret from the public. When the time comes, the medical team will inform the Queen's private secretary of the news, who will then contact the UK's Prime Minister with this message. London Bridge is down. And if the Prime Minister had still been Boris Johnson, he would then have to stop having sex with whomever is closest to him while throwing another bacchanalian rager at Downing Street. However, in this case, it was Liz Truss, who will now forever wonder whether it was something she said that killed the Queen, which is ascribing way more personality to Truss than she's remotely capable of. From there, the news will travel to the Foreign Office to let governments of the world know of the Queen's demise, including the 54 nations under the Commonwealth, 15 of which Queen Elizabeth is head of state. Was. Was head of state. It's the Queen's English. At least get the tenses right. Or actually, it's the King's English now, isn't it? The Royal Palace will hang a poster with a statement announcing her death on Buckingham Palace's gates and they will change their website to a simple black background with the same statement. 
Buckingham Palace will then post a reel on Instagram, a viral video on TikTok, a conspiracy theory on WhatsApp, a whole bunch of classified documents on Telegram and Signal, and absolutely nothing to Microsoft Teams because no one fucking likes using Microsoft fucking Teams. The protocols continue for a long period after that, with 10 days of official mourning, which doesn't quite explain why the Australian Parliament is taking a 15-day paid holiday. Of course, heads of state from around the world have issued their statements of remorse at the death of the longest reigning British monarch. Here's Australian Prime Minister and one of the half-foots from the new Rings of Power series, Anthony Albanese, listing off random facts from Queen Elizabeth's Wikipedia page. This is a loss we feel deeply in Australia. Queen Elizabeth II is the only reigning monarch most of us have known, and the only one to ever visit Australia. Her Majesty served our nation and the Commonwealth for 70 years. Albanese's statement was as sombre as would be expected. But the real grief, of course, lay with Tony Abbott, the batshit fucking crazy former Prime Minister and man still most likely to be caught masturbating to a picture of the dead Prince Philip. He wrote a totally normal and not unhinged love letter to the Queen in a local newspaper with the headline, No death in human history will be as widely felt, which is insulting to the first person who got Covid. He then appeared on Sky News with a voice still hoarse from crying. It's always a shock to lose someone, even if it's not entirely unexpected. Uh, Obviously, people are sad and numb this morning, uh, but we are so much the better for this extraordinary life of duty and service. She's been described as the queen of the world. She was certainly the world's favourite grandmother. That's a loving tribute from the man who the Queen turned down a meeting with when he visited London in 2015. And the tributes kept coming. Here's Barnaby Joyce talking about all the qualities the Queen has that he completely and utterly lacks. We really can't think of a time where she disgraced herself, did something wrong, embarrassed us. So what now? Where does England go from here? Well, the first thing is that there is now a new monarch who will have to congratulate a new Tory prime minister every few weeks, which is how long each one lasts. Prince Charles, who cheated on his wife, the late Princess Diana, while telling his mistress Camilla how he wanted to be her tampon, is now the new king, officially King Charles III, making Camilla the queen consort. The cost of his coronation and the Queen's funeral is expected to cost approximately £6 billion, which is minuscule compared to the costs of replacing official portraits across the world, changing the Queen's face on stamps, coins, banknotes, government signage, passports and inside Tony Abbott's cupboard. All while the UK has been warned of a growing risk of recession, the pound is already at a new 37-year low and energy bills are increasingly exorbitant. All while the new Prime Minister says things like this. What I'm talking about is enabling people to keep more money in their own pockets. What I don't believe in is taxing people to the highest level in 70 years and then giving them their own money back. You know, the last time there was a King Charles during a time of economic and social turmoil was King Charles I, who ended up executed for high treason. Look, all I'm saying is the new King Charles better watch out. Liz Truss has already killed one monarch and now she's got the taste for it. The rest of the world has meanwhile been trying to figure out why the British still have a royal family and how they're supposed to be taken seriously if they do. 
that's all from this week's edition of News Weekly. It's a short News Weekly because it's the only news that anyone seems to care about and the only news that really apparently matters. If, however, you do still care about the floods in Pakistan, where the damage and destruction is still ongoing, 33 million people have now been displaced. That is a population larger than the entire population of Australia. Over 1,300 people are now officially dead. We still don't know the unofficial figures. Those are constantly rising. There's going to be crop destruction. There's going to be rising diseases. There's already rising economic turmoil. If you want to donate to help in any of those situations, and please do because every little bit of money goes a long way, please donate to donate.ed.org. That's E-D-H-I-E-D. So donate.ed.org. That's an organization that can be trusted, can be respected. I've spoken to many people on the ground working in the area. They all still swear by the quality of work that ED is doing. It's providing all kinds of flood relief right now. So that's donate.ed.org. Normally, I'd also tell you to subscribe to my Patreon and all that stuff right now, but I'd much rather you send the money over there. However, if you do have time in your life, do check out my Audible series. It's over on audible.com.au slash The Mist. That's M-I-S-S-E-D. And it is a crime noir series with a full cast production that I have done for Audible. I wrote this. It's an eight-part series. It's a very serious story. It's a crime story. But it's one that I firmly believe is the best thing I've ever done. And I hope you like it too. If you do like it, please leave a rating and a review for that as well as for this podcast, News Weekly, over on iTunes. Um, this stuff matters. It just helps with the metrics. Thank you so much, everyone. I'll see you right back here next week on News Weekly, where we punch the news in the headlines weekly. Okay.